Welcome back to another episode of The Girls' Room. This month, we are discussing the importance of mental health and self-care for a continuation of last year's April showers of self-love. Today, we're joined by special guest Sam, who has an MS degree in mental health counseling and who is all around a mental health advocate. Talk about burnout. So welcome, Sam. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, super excited, super nervous. I've never been on a podcast. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited to have you then and to have you for your first podcast. So can you introduce yourself? Uh, Yeah. So my name is Sam, obviously. I run a mental health account on Instagram. It's called water and grow underscore water underscore and grow. Well, you know, it'll it'll come up. Um, I'm 25 years old. I studied psychology in undergrad with um, sociology and like deaf studies as a minor, which is really, really fun and cool. Um, And then I went for my master's in mental health counseling and graduated from SUNY New Paltz. Um, But yeah. So can you talk to us about what made you choose a mental health focused career path? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people in this field have had some personal experience, whether it be themselves or a family member or friend that has impacted their lives um and comes from like that type of background um so that being said like yes i have struggled with mental health for a long period of time with um like anxiety bipolar disorder and having these kind of experiences i think um helps the field more helps people working in the field more it just gives a better sense of like um empathy and understanding for who you're working with Um, so I've been, I've loved psychology for so, so long now and like how the brain works and why people react the way they do and how growing up, how like they were growing up, how that uh, affects a lot of things and just the human psyche. It's really cool to me. So, um, I've always really loved that type of a psychology background. So what's like your dream job when it comes to like working in mental health? So... It's been, it's such a big field that it's hard to kind of pinpoint where you want to be. I've ruled out a few things that I don't want to do. I don't think that I want to be a type of therapist who talks to somebody once a week and, you know, um, just kind of keeps up with them. I want to do more preventative action. So, you know, like the Instagram platform is really great because I want to do kind of an educational type of thing where um, I bring awareness and kind of educate on mental illnesses, on burnout, on um, self-care, all of those things and all things mental health. So I feel like that's a bigger platform than just working with individual clients. So I really like doing the whole Instagram thing, but yeah, mostly uh, educating. Um, I've had a couple ideas with working with children in school settings because I feel like it's not really a focus there to teach um, emotional regulation and how to handle distress and stuff like that and uh, I think it's very important very very important for people growing up oh 100% and I think that that's awesome that that's something that you're interested in because like I always think back on like my life and I'm like I wish that even someone just like said the words mental health to me like at a younger Mm -hmm. age like I didn't start hearing the term mental health until I was in college. Like, isn't that insane? Like, I think like everyone's normally around like 18. 18 is way too old. I mean, I know it's like never too late to start, but like, I wish that I heard that like earlier. It should be talked about with children and 
young students like I don't understand like why it's all like hush hush and like no don't talk about that don't mention it like Mm -hmm. it's so strange yeah like we learn about health in I don't know I learned it in middle school and those like that yes it's important but none of it touched on mental health but if you think about it physical health and mental health they're they're one in the same like if your mind is not healthy your body won't be if your body's not healthy your mind won't be so it's you know good to be educated on those things but um i think it goes a longer way focusing on mental health but yeah like you said like we don't know how to like talk about these things because it's been it you said it was like you were 18 when you first heard mental health or like focused on it at all but think about like all of the stresses you go through growing up in school socially and it's just you kind of have to like figure it out on your own type of thing yeah or people are just like oh suck it up you're fine or just like thinking yeah. like your feelings don't matter your feelings like what you're yeah. is valid but like we should not be teaching people that I think it's so terrible like mm-hmm. no give me all the emotions like it's okay yeah it's kind of like you know you're almost like scared of the consequences if you open up about how you're feeling or if you're struggling with something you're worried about like what's going to happen rather than how can I get better from it so scary absolutely Can you talk about what being a mental health advocate means to you? Yes. So, um, you know, I always talk about how going to therapy is for everybody, whether you're dealing with mild everyday stress or overwhelm with work, or if you're, you know, really, really struggling day to day or have like um, some sort of like psychosis or this or that bipolar disorder, borderline and need like a lot of help. Um, going to therapy is not like magic a therapist will not have a magic wand and because you're going to therapy all your problems will be solved but they kind of just bring awareness to your emotions and what happens when you're feeling that way why you feel like why you feel that way um and kind of catching on to those signs becoming more self-aware and how you react to those feelings and how that affects your whole life you know your reactions affect everything around you so it's kind of like a more of a guidance than a problem solver the emphasis is more on you have more control than you think you do like we can we can give you all the tools and everything but you're the one that's got to implement it to make the change so it's it's really so much up to the person rather than just seeing a counselor can you talk to us about your career journey so far and what you've done in the field Yeah. So um, I started in undergrad working with kids, actually, Um, high school students, middle school students who kind of didn't feel like they can go home and feel comfortable. So they would come to the youth program and we'd have lunch, like a lot of fun with them, do some activities, get some homework done, you know, kind of provide that safe space for them. Um, And then with the year before COVID happened for that whole first year, I was um, working as a mental health counselor at a partial hospitalization program. So it's pretty much like a brief intensive program. Um, So this isn't a long-term therapy. It's like four weeks. There's people there Monday through Friday, the same people are there, small group, Monday through Friday, nine to three. So you like, you really build, you know, a strong connection with these people. You really get really close to them. And, um, what we did there was um, taught them DBT and that's dialectical behavior therapy. Um, And we did this in group settings. So 
it goes over four parts of um, mental health being motion regulation, um, interpersonal effectiveness, um, distress tolerance, and mindfulness. So those are kind of the core features. Um, and all of them, you know, they all relate, obviously, but it's kind of like a step-by-step process and um, each is a little bit more challenging. So first would be mindfulness and that's kind of, you know, becoming aware of your emotions and getting down to that type of thing. Emotion regulation is when you start to feel something and you're able to regulate it, obviously, and, you know, have it under control. Um, Interpersonal effectiveness, we're constantly connecting with people and, you know, you have to be effective with that because that can easily change your mood and change how you view things. So interpersonal effectiveness is how you like react to people. And, you know, if you get defensive very easily or personalize a lot of things, those types of things. Um, And then distress tolerance when you're, you know, really in panic mode, your fight or flight is through the roof. Cortisol levels are through the roof. It's that type of calm down. So those are like the emergency, emergency breaks. But yeah, I, I mean, I love DBT. I think it's, it's something that if you feel like you can't do it because of this reason, there's always a backup plan and, oh, okay, that doesn't work for you. Let's do this instead. So it's, it's very, I like it. I like it a lot. So how are you able to prioritize and balance your own mental health when all day you are focusing on other people's mental health? How are you able to step away from that? Like after a work day and prioritize yourself? That was a big challenge at first. All this has to come from boundaries um, you know, we're kind of like caretakers in this field. Like you really feel responsible for taking on these people's emotions and everything. And it's hard to leave that at work. Um, luckily I was in a place where I always left feeling great. Like we would have, you know, such a productive day or I'd feel so accomplished with somebody and I left feeling great. But, you know, on times where it was very stressful, you need to totally disconnect. You can't, not can't, but try not to engage with anything that's stressful or anything that just takes up too much energy. It's, you got to like rest, recharge, um, and kind of just disconnect, disconnect from that and remind yourself that it's not your emotions and it's not, you know, it is a job at the end of the day, but, um, that you're not responsible for holding these emotions. Yeah. I think that that's really important to remember because I feel like a lot of times, we feel like work is our life and we carry it so much into outside of work and our social lives and our family lives and our home lives that mm-hmm. like, it's really challenging to set that boundary and to leave all that stuff at work and then like go home and like actually like be yourself. Like that's something mm-hmm. that I really struggle with. And I think that that's like a really important thing to mention, like to set these boundaries. Yeah. Especially when you do have such like a strong relationship with, with these people you know, you go home and you hear a song and you think about them or like you want to let them know like, oh my God, this just reminded me of you. And like, you know, they, they do hold that place in your heart, but um, it can't consume you is mostly what it is, is it can't like consume you. That's important to mention. And all of these things are kind of like leading into the conversation of burnout that we're going to talk about, <laughs> talking about disconnecting, recharging, putting yourself first. So that's mm-hmm. something that I really want to talk about because I feel like a lot of times people are experiencing symptoms of burnout and they don't actually know, like there's like a term for it and that's like an actual thing or like 
how to even recover from it. So you made a post recently on your Instagram account that you mentioned. I'm going to link it in the description so everyone can follow it because really, really important and really informational. And you were talking about burnout and how to recover from it. And I think that that really needs to be talked about more because we get burnout so easily with a lot of things. And I feel like we just all have the mentality of like, go, go, go and never stop to rest. So can you explain for anybody who doesn't know the term burnout, what exactly that means? Yeah. So it's pretty much, um, you know, you're running on E, your body's feeling exhausted, you're emotionally drained, mentally drained, and you feel like you're about to run out of gas pretty much. So um, it happens when you start to neglect your own needs um, or sacrifice your own well-being to prioritize something else. So whether it's, you know, a lot of it is work or school or other responsibilities. Um, but it's, it's just kind of overworking yourself, um, just to the point where you're becoming drained and can't function anymore. And you become counterproductive because you're so burned out. But, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to distinguish when you're feeling burnt out versus when you're just beginning to get stressed out and you think, oh, I'm just stressed. Oh, I'm just a little bit stressed. But you keep pushing it and it's not something that goes away on its own. So it has to be dealt with effectively. So what are the proper steps to take in order to recover from that and to deal with it? So um, in my post, I talked about tuning into your own needs. So everybody works differently and um, what works for somebody might not work for somebody else. So if you're somebody who needs to have like a hot shower, tea, aromatherapy, skincare, stuff like that, that could work for you. Or you could be somebody who needs to spend time in nature, go for a walk, do some sort of physical activity and recharge in that way. So it's very based on your own needs and what you feel most relaxing, peaceful, comforting, um, but a big part of it, this is probably the thing that I can stress the most, is being totally disengaged, detached um, from anything that's on your mind that's causing you stress or worries or to things that you have on your to-do list or things that you have to remember to do after recovering. You know what I mean? It's not supposed to be something that's, oh, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to just give myself an hour recover, recoup, recharge, and then get back into it. It's got to be a mindset and totally engulfed in it. So I always talk about putting your phone away or keeping it somewhere away from you. That way you don't feel responsible or obligated to answer anything. Um, and also that way, you know, you consume so much information from social media or whatever you're looking at on your phone. It just keeps your brain on high alert just keeps your brain the way it is so um stuff like that um but really just like kind of really getting into what you need to do and taking that time off and not feeling the guilt behind it kind of just reminding yourself like this is normal you're human and you need rest and rest is productive and just that type of uh just that type of nature just really taking care of yourself in the moment physiologically yeah that's definitely important that you mentioned that rest is productive because it took me so long to realize that. I always felt like how you're talking about guilt. Like I was like, I, I can only take like an hour to rest or to nap or whatever. And then like, I need to get my shit done. 
but like that's not how it should be and I love when people talk about now how rest is a productive thing to do because like I think about it now and when I was like okay I'm giving myself an hour and I gotta jump back into it but like then I wasn't going into things like full-heartedly like I was like not doing a great job with what I was trying to do because I was so gassed out so I really love when people mention that when people bring that up like that's really really important yeah I think so too because Like I said, it'll just be counterproductive. You're going to lose motivation. You're going to become, you're going to want to procrastinate, stuff like that. It's just, it's not going to get anything done. It just, it's only going to make it worse. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like, it's just something that's just not talked about that often Mm -hmm. when it should be. People think like, you're just being lazy if you're laying around. I'm like, no, like it's what I need. And like, that's totally okay. Like after a long day, as much as I want to, get the things on my to-do list done or if I'm feeling like in the zone and I I want to continue to do something run my errands I'll sometimes just realize like okay today is not the day I'm going to take a break lay in my bed and just turn my brain off like my brain can't handle anymore it's not functioning it's mush and you just turn it off right now with burnout I think that while knowing um what to do if you're feeling burnt out is great I think that it's important to be able to manage, um, be able to manage it without falling into burnout. So there's like, there's a lot of different signs you can catch. Obviously, like feeling stressed in a moment, you can kind of recoup, ask yourself, okay, what's going on? Do I need a break? Do I need a minute? Um, There's physical signs, you know, you wake up and you feel exhausted and drained you become so irritable and frustrated. I think irritability is probably one of my biggest signs that I'm becoming burnt out, that I'm, you know, taking my frustrations out on other people, stuff like that. You feel like exhausted, drained, fatigued, you can't concentrate. And then there's the more um, like mental symptoms, like you're feeling detached and not motivated anymore. And higher levels of stress, you want to procrastinate more, stuff like that. So getting on top of those, recognizing those earlier signs and really like keeping in touch with yourself, like, okay, what do I need? Do I need a break? And keeping asking yourself those questions. Um, And then just building habits to get rid of everyday stresses. Like if you have, if you follow a sleep routine or have something in your day that's, um, maybe set like 30 minutes aside, whether you want to journal, do some sort of hobby that you like or creative outlet, physical activity, just sets like 30, like 30 minutes aside for yourself to just get in tune and um, not let other external factors come in, like come into your peace. Um, but yeah, definitely keeping, keeping time aside for that and being strict with that. Um, A lot of things I think with burnout have to do with boundaries as well. So it's hard to clock out of work, especially if you're working from home, to clock out of work and not check your emails or whatever you have to do after that. It's important to, okay, now is my time and cut it off. Really like be strict with yourself with that. Um, And then being, this is really difficult for me, but being... Um, okay with saying no to people and saying no to things, especially I'm somebody who like, 
I'll be holding like 50 things. And if you ask me like, hey, can you do this? Can you grab this? Yeah, sure. I got it. I got it. Of course. No worries. And just thinking to myself like, hmm, you're so dumb. Why did you do that? (laughs) But setting boundaries is probably one of the one of the best things you can do to practice self-care and to not really fall into that burnout trap. That's also the biggest thing that I struggle with is setting boundaries. Like I Mm -hmm. feel like I don't even know how to go about it. Like in my head, I'm always like, just say no, like it's not that hard. But then I'm like, but it is that hard. Like, I feel like I owe something to everybody and I feel Mm -hmm. like I need to be like everyone's superhero almost. And that like, it like hurts me to say Yeah. You feel bad for saying no and you feel like there's going to be some sort of like reaction and you you know, you're scared of the reaction. So you don't want to have somebody be upset because you said no and stuff like that. It makes you feel guilty. And it's just, it's the greatest feeling in the world to say no and have, you know, like people aren't going to be like, oh, you're the worst human in the entire world. Like, I'm never going to ask you for anything again. You suck. People, you know, like, they'll be like, all right, no worries. Sounds good. Yeah, like, we always think the absolute worst is going to happen, but, like, 98% of the time, yeah, it's not that. Yeah, like, you think it's going to be the worst thing in the world, and you're going to be, like, hated forever, and it's it's those extreme fears, but if you just say no, like, it's it's – not the end of the world everything will be fine and nothing will be you know disrupted in a way so how do you recommend like starting these boundaries should just like starting off by saying no or like is there other baby steps to take in order to get into that i like organization um so kind of with getting in the like in the habits of um practicing self-care you can I'm not going to say procrastinate and be like, okay, starting tomorrow. Okay. Starting that day. But you know, like writing down something like making a point to log off, to set a specific time, whatever will make you totally, totally, totally engage in self-care. So creating a set time to do so, um, with boundaries and starting to say no, it's going to be, you just have, it's, you just have to do it. Like it's, it's like one of those things where um, like Nike, just do it. You can't really like tiptoe into it. Cause you know, you could say, Oh no, I have this going on or, Oh no, I'm doing that. Da, 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 da. Cut all of the fluff out. Just no, I'm sorry. I can't. That is literally me I always feel like I need to over explain myself and be like yeah okay so like at least you know I'm just not saying no I'm saying no because this 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 and that and like that's connected to this and like this whole like eight paragraph long explanation when like I could just say no but then I feel so bad and if somebody asks you like oh why can't you you'd be like I just can't handle it right now like you can't and nobody can tell you like oh yeah you can oh you're fine like no no i'm telling you i can't handle it right now and i'm sorry it's not something i can do for you right now it's like for anything i'll just like if someone's like oh sorry i came 30 minutes late i'm like oh no no problem i always say like oh no problem or no worries but then like in the back of my head i'm like okay well that's like really getting me upset and like that's aggravating me right now but like i never know how to express that cuz i don't want to come off as like mean or rude when like mm-hmm. I don't know. It should just be like, I'm just saying my feelings and like, that should be okay as it is. Yeah, exactly. Like I shouldn't have to explain to you why I can't do something for you. 
I can't do it for like, I can't even do shit for myself right now. <laughs> like you got to give me a minute, but yeah, you know, it, you don't have to over explain yourself. Um, just sorry. I can't right now. Good luck. <laughs> I think that that's really a good thing to bring up and a really good thing to mention because like a lot of people kind of have that mindset of like always mm-hmm. wanting to please the world and not let anybody down. And that is how you become burnt out. Absolutely. I'm really glad that like we talked about burnout because that's something that like I feel way too often. <laughs> and like I'm telling you all the reasons why I can't say no, I can't set boundaries, this and that. Yeah, it's all about it's all about just having an outlet. So it, it really can be anything. If you like journaling, it could be that. If you like, you know, driving in the car for a half hour screaming different songs and like belting your heart out, do that. That is a, a great self-care for me. I think I'm the greatest singer in the in the car. But whatever whatever you feel like is gonna be an efficient release for you, but also being consistent with it. Like don't do it just once until you're no longer burnt out and you feel recharged. Keep it consistent. Like keep, keep doing it on a daily basis and, or like even set a day for yourself, like Sundays have like self-care Sunday and recharge in those in throughout that day. I like that. I I think I need to start doing that and make it intentional. You got to make it intentional. You can't just feel obligated. I really like that. When you are engaging in, in recovering from burnout, don't think of it as, okay, I need to do this for my body or for myself. Think of it as, okay, I get to do this for my body. Like, okay, I get to recharge my body now. I get to do this for myself now. I feel like when I go home after like a shit day and like my brain's still like running like a thousand miles a minute and like running through all of like the things that I've done today, like how do you just like turn it off? I know there's no like actual answer for that, but like what types of like self-care activities do you recommend? So anything that kind of can distract from the stresses, you can have like um, a creative release. You can have something that's soothing. Um, I always like to like hot baths, like kind of being mindful in bath and like kind of scrubbing away. You can't really see me, but I'm like scrubbing away stresses and like washing off worries and just like refreshing yourself physically in a mental way. Deep breathing calming your body um I always find that to be really refreshing uh kind of let go of the day stuff like that love pampering myself (laughs) so like skincare I'll do a mask um at night before bed or like one of those under eye pads to you know make me look like I'm not (laughs) trained and burned out (laughs) um again like scrubs different things like that maybe doing a hair mask um, or one of those, uh, muscle relaxing things, the rollers on your legs and stuff. I think that a lot, I I'm somebody who, um, physical care is a way that I can refresh myself and recharge myself. So taking care of my body is some way that I recharge. Visualization is so underrated. Like it could seem imaginative or whatever, but like I said, with mind and body, they're so connected. There's so many different ways that I can like prove to you that your mind and body are connected. Like, um, what's one of those tricks? Oh yeah. When you like, so close your eyes, think of a lemon, think of cutting it in half, um, how it feels, the edges, 
um, think about like squeezing it and seeing the little juices coming out and stuff like that, smelling it, how it smells, and then tasting it. And thinking about all this, your mouth is salivating, right? So physical responses to just your thoughts. And that right there shows that, you know, your body responds to the mind. Okay, I've never heard anything (laughs) like that. That is so interesting. Can you talk a little bit more about how the mind and body are so connected? Yeah, so um, the way I like to describe it is your brain and your body are connected through, I'm going to get really like physiological. So the brain stem and like where the top of your spine is, there's like a connection there. So when you're thinking something that's sending messages to your brain and when your brain, you know, is getting those messages, it's going to align with that. So um, your body will react to your thoughts in terms of like, if you're deep breathing and like focusing on your breath, your heart will start to slow down, come back to a base level, and then your mind will be more at ease and more calm. Um, There's a bunch of different things. Like when you're feeling really stressed and you have like a tummy ache or you're getting like a like sharp pain or heavy feeling on your chest those are ways that your body is trying to tell you okay we we need to take a break it's a lot going on and we need to just pause for a minute and then kind of recoup yourself wow i never really think about it like that like how connected everything is that's definitely where i want to go with like (laughs) educating on mental health and everything is i think a lot of it has to do with health psychology and I'm my entire Instagram will say take care of yourself from top to bottom. So I just really always think that like, you know, taking care of yourself physically is going to get you so much further ahead. So that's why I like the whole mind and body connection. I I think a lot of it has to do with those types of things. I want to talk a little bit more about your Instagram page and the things that you talk about. Like you said, you mentioned that You always talk about caring for yourself top to bottom, but can you talk a little bit about like the information that you're posting and things that you like to talk about and different topics that you mentioned? Yeah. So I, you know, you can follow a zillion mental health accounts with inspirational quotes and things that'll make you feel better, pictures that are pleasing to you and all those types of validating things. But um, what my goal is, is to, I post things and in the caption, I'll put something kind of backed by science. So it kind of gives you a reason to believe why you're taking your care of yourself works. Um, and like, ha- like kind of, yeah, just like proving like, okay, this is why it works. Um, so I, I always have a lot of like studies and old experiments that I'm talking about in, um, in a lot of these posts that um, kind of go along with taking care of yourself. Like some of them is how you can choose happiness. And I know some people get a little bit weird, like, oh, well, if I could choose happiness, then why am I so sad? Stuff like that. But it's, it, you kind of do, like you can choose how you react to things. Um, It's a lot of it has to do with mindset and how you're interpreting things and personalizing things. I know I said that before, but personalizing things, um, complaining it's like the small small lifestyle things that you do that you don't realize have an effect on your life so complaining being judgmental um stuff like that really you know it it sets the tone for your life 
essentially. Um, but I also like to do a lot of check-ins with people and inform people on, on different things. So, I mean, I'm trying to look at some of them now, like how to, how to deal with panic attacks and um, why sleep matters for mental health and things like that. I kind of want people to know about because I know I would have loved to hear all these things going through dark periods of time. And I, I mean, I love when people message me or comment something like, oh my God, I needed to hear this or this helped. I tried this this weekend and it really worked. And I, I love that kind of reaction. So I kind of like to do a lot of educating. Like I want you to know that I'm not just saying this to, you know, for you to take care of yourself. I'm saying this because it works and because there's a science behind it. I love that. And I personally get so much from this account. Like when I first found it, Dre, shout out to Dre. We love her. She's the best. She like connected us kind of. And when I found the account, like the first thing I was like, I love this account. And it was something that like, I felt like I needed because, you know, I have followed all of those accounts with like the inspirational pictures and things like that. I'm not saying that they're bad, but I never felt like I was really getting anything from it. Like you can tell me an inspirational quote, like all you want. Yeah. Like, that wasn't really helping me in a sense. And once I saw the information that you were giving out, I just like felt so connected and I felt like I was relating to it. And like that I personally, like that, that you were talking to me basically is how I felt. Oh, that makes me so, that makes me so happy to hear. But yeah, it's like, it's like all of these accounts, they can tell you like, oh, this is good. Oh, do this. Oh, do that. But I'm going to tell you why to do it. And I'm going to tell you what will come from it. But yeah, I, I do try and like, relate to it without being so personal um but I do try and make it really relatable and kind of validate you know like this is normal this happens and what you're feeling is validated um so I I like I like having a face behind it and I like having a personality behind it so um I really do identify with this water and grow page I love it. And I love how you were just talking about, I love how you were saying that, like you're validating people's feelings because it's not like some of these like toxic positivity. It's like, it's nothing like that. And that you're actually saying like, this is okay to be feeling like this. Yeah. And it's important for a mental health advocate to kind of voice that as well. Cause I know a lot of people that might not want to go to therapy and talk about their problems or their feelings because they're going to be like, okay, well, what are you going to do for me? How do you understand? Like, I can tell you all these things, but you don't get it. Well, I absolutely love what you're doing. And I think that it's really inspirational. And I think that it's personally helping at least me a lot. You have a big fan right here. So <laughs> thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing all your wisdom. And I'm going to attach the link in the description below so everyone can follow Water and Grow. I highly recommend that you do because it's super informational and super important. So again, thank you so much, Sam, for taking time out of your day to do this with me and to have this really important conversation. Oh, well, thank you for having me. This is like the best part of my day. I cannot stress how much I love talking about psychology and mental health. This is all I want to do. I absolutely love that. So again, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you.